Welcome to Comic Book Herald's Cree Annotators. I'm Dave Busing, founder and editor-in-chief of Comic Book Herald, and I'll be interviewing some of my favorite creators in comics about specific runs, graphic novels, or series, looking for their insights on the inspirations behind the work. Today, I'm excited to welcome Sloan Leong, creator of A Map to the Sun from First Second Books. This is an excellent, excellent graphic novel. It's about, uh, ostensibly, about a... a all female, or I suppose a women's basketball team in a high school coming together. Uh, but it's it's so much more than that. It's about their friendship and and the struggles of just um, of just being for them in in many ways. Right? It goes into so much. And we're going to talk about that. I'm happy to have Sloan here. So thanks so much for joining. Uh, how did this book come to be? What was the inspiration kind of driving you to to make this? Yeah, totally. Um, th thanks for having me. First of all. Um, yeah, the inspiration, um, I mean, it's definitely super personal. Um, growing up, I didn't feel um, very connected to young adult coming of age narratives. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of the time, I feel like, I mean, most of the time, like the majority of media is geared towards like young white kids, basically. Mm -hmm. um, so there was a big gap with like cultural representation. Um, also coming from like a low income background, from a mixed background. So I really wanted to explore that in this book. So what it's like to come from, um, uh, to have like a very rich heritage that's present in your life and that impacts you daily. Um, just to have those different elements um, at play constantly, like feeling that you have, you feel a responsibility towards your parents or your siblings to take care of them. Um, and just being in community with each other, I felt like, um, a lot of coming of age narratives, it was very like about the individual, um, character usually like finding themselves or going, going through a huge change, but usually on their own. Um, yeah. and for me, I really wanted to focus on, um, what my experience was like, which was learning to not just have friends, but, um, kind of be also be there for people, even if maybe you're not on the greatest of terms um, and kind of building a community within other families as well. Um, so yeah, that's, that's kind of where I got my inspiration. That's interesting. Yeah. So it's, that's, I, I didn't want to assume, you know, like, like levels of autobiography in this, but there's definitely, mm -hmm. there's a there's like a an understanding of of this coming from something felt pretty deep within. I think that mm. comes through in the work. Uh, so hearing you say that, uh, it's definitely like, oh yeah, I can I can feel some of that coming through. Um, it's a really it, it's a really subtle, nuanced exploration of friendship, uh, specifically like teen girl friendship. Mm -hmm. um, it's kind of upsetting. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> like a lot of it, you know, and it's meant to be. It's not an accident. I, mm -hmm. I'm sure, but just like there are so many problems and there are so many fights that occur through this, and it's it's interesting because it's framed within a sports, you know, it, like it's not, and we're gonna talk about that. You know, it's mm -hmm. like a sports book. It's about it coming together and forming this basketball team. So you're mm -hmm. kind of like, like, okay, when are they gonna get over the hump? And it's like, no, like they keep having all of these interpersonal problems. Um, yeah, I, it sounds like definitely there's a, a personal level to this that probably makes it easy but how do you keep tapping into like the emotional state especially like of teenage years um as you're working through this what's that like for you yeah i mean i feel like 
I mean, it, it's kind of sad, but all my teenage experiences have like stuck with me. And yeah. I hate that I have to carry around that baggage even now. I'm, I wish I could like grow out of it, but <laughs> so that, yeah. that I don't know why those experiences are just like imprinted forever on you and the complexes that other like elementary school kids gave you. It's just like, it's, it's, it's never going away. <laughs> totally, totally. Um, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, one thing, I mean, for me, yeah, it's very personal. Like I went to a lot of schools when I was younger because I moved a lot. So I was like perpetually the new kid, like almost a new school for every grade. Um, so trying to form friendships was very hard because I was kind of like, I wanted friends, but I was also indifferent because I was like, oh, I'm probably just going to move. And I didn't want to put in the effort. And sometimes I'd find like a Luna type who's very extroverted and yeah. would kind of like sweep me up like under their wing and like like in uh, insert me into their friend group um uh but yeah and i also think i mean i think there's like a stereotype of um young women being very like whatever catty or mean to each other um but i feel like it's sometimes that happens because we have a lot of like baggage very early in life <laughs> we have a lot of like um you know, very distasteful gender roles sometimes put on us. Sure. Um, yeah. We're expected to take care of our family or deal with our family's like mental illness or take over. Like if our parents are working, like as the older sister, you have to watch the siblings or you have to cook for them. You know, there's just a lot of stuff that is thrust upon us. Sure. Um, and I feel like <laughs> like a lot of the characters, their home life influences their friendships in that like a lot of the characters have to like like they'll project their own insecurities and frustrations on their friends and kind yeah. of almost vent at them but like in a kind of in a mean way <laughs> and i think that also happens too because it's friendships are also like usually it's a pretty level dynamic but um sometimes there can be hierarchies and there can be like you might have more social power than another person in your friendship and especially when you're young it feels good to be able to like use that <laughs> and have exercise some sort of power in your life sure. and usually it ends up being by being mean to someone in your social group or friend group um but all that stuff is but yeah it's all very complicated and like tangled and uh yeah i'm glad that that came through how messy <laughs> uh young women's friendships can be for sure. Yeah, no, no, yeah. It, it does. And it's, it, I think one of the things that's very interesting is like, it's a, it's a pretty long book, you know, it's 350 plus pages. Yeah. Um, but one of the things that affords you is like, we get as readers, we get a really good sense of kind of all of the players deal, you know, mm -hmm. like, so there are these five girls that are, that are on the team, but we, we have a feel for their families, for their situations, what's causing the, the dynamics is that as you were working through this, um, I, I was trying to give everyone their time. Like, how did you make sure that you balance that? Um, because it, again, like even like so young who comes in a little bit later, like her dynamic with her sister is very funny. Like it's a good, yeah. like, you know, like they're fighting, but like, it's a good comedy beat. And, and by the end of the book, like I remember that quite thoroughly. So how did you, mm -hmm. how do you coordinate? Like, okay, I've got all these characters. I want to give them all their space and time so that things that happen with them, like there's an emotional impact that resonates. Right. Um, 
I mean, I think it's just something that I had to constantly hold in my head. Like you're saying, it's very long. Um, but my process is not very like organized. So I don't script ahead of time. I'll do like a very, very um, like, uh, what is the word I'm thinking of? Like condensed outline. So maybe like, okay, I want the girls to like do a game and lose and then get a fight, like extremely brief. Um, and then when I start drawing, uh, I start, that's when I start thinking about dialogue, thinking about pacing is when I'm actually drawing the comic. Um, so it was kind of like instinctual, like obviously I, I definitely had a goal to make sure that all their stories were balanced with Ren kind of like um, pushing the story along. Um, yeah. But yeah, basically, basically just instinct, looking back at what I had done so far and realizing, okay, I need to shift focus to like Nell, I feel like we haven't gotten enough of her or shift it to mm-hmm. Soo-young. Um, so yeah, pretty instinctual on just seeing um, how the story played out, who's gotten the most like page time and going from there. Sure, sure. No, that makes yeah. sense. So it, you mentioned, you know, so you're writing this, you're telling the story, but you're also illustrating and I believe coloring it as well. Mm-hmm. Um, the colors in this book are like absolutely incredible it's it's Thank definitely you. <laughs> one of the, yeah yeah for sure i mean I, I was actually just saying i have a, another podcast where we mostly talk about marvel but i, I brought this up uh, map to the sun and there's this kickstarted project um i backed called uh octobriana 1976 which i got hmm. in the mail right around the same time mm-hmm. and the focus there was all like oh it's it's the first black light comic and i was mm. struck reading map to the sun like the colors hit in a very similar way um where it's just like I, i'm not super super uh great at like understanding art it's not my background you know what i mean so (laughs) colors for me are like okay if they really pop you know it can stand out this and that i try to take a more nuanced approach but this book like it's it's off the charts it's kind of amazing um which i'm not i'll gush about it if you want but like not just i love it it. please go on (laughs) (laughs) yeah of course um i was wondering if you could speak to the inspiration like for that style and in, in particular how you determine the colors to use sort of as you're progressing through this book, because I suspect, and I've only read it once, I suspect there's more meaning to it than probably I picked up as I was, as I was just kind of picking up like, okay, what's the actual like story beat here? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I, yeah, my color work is, most people know me by my color work because it's usually pretty obnoxious. <laughs> I would say <laughs> my inspiration behind those color choices is like, um, I grew up in Hawaii. So I'm just, surrounded by like neon sky blue oceans like hyper bright like orchids with cool color combinations Mm -hmm. um on my mom's side we're mexican so you know mexican art has also super vivid colors just like in your face and i always loved i love that sort of um approach to color uh so it's just something i've adopted like i also have like a huichol um a little beaded jaguar head. Let me see if I can get it. But it's oh, very yeah. cool. And right. I I just I like love it. It's so awesome. Um but yeah, I, I don't think it my I guess I I mean I try to make appealing color combinations. Um and I try to make sure that it fits the atmosphere. But like as I was coloring the book, I was running out of like palettes to use <laughs> so sure, there was yeah. a, I was like ah, I'm gonna use the same one I need to come up with something different um so just experimenting like a kind of uh basically just paint palettes shift colors around see how it looked 
Um, and sometimes I'd land on a palette that totally just like, I wouldn't naturally um, like uh, go to, but it added something interesting mm. to the scene. So I just went with it. Like, I think there's a, there's a dream sequence that's in like burgundy and like cream and brown. Yeah. And that's like not a normal palette that I would totally go to. But after fiddling with it, I was like, okay, this is like kind of interesting. It's like warm, but also like kind of off-putting. Mm. Um, so coloring, coloring the book is really fun. It was a lot of like surprises. Um, and I think the only thing that's like the most, like the most obvious use of color is being able to break up scenes, which I try to do with like, you yeah. can tell that with the, with the palette, but also with the gutter color. Um, and that was kind of to make it easier for people that maybe don't read comics to read and understand when there was like a scene change. Yeah. It's almost like um, a chapter break sometimes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah, those are, that's my inspiration and how I handle color. Oh, very cool. No, it's, it stands out. It's definitely like a pretty incredible part of this work. Um, <laughs> I, I was wondering too, like, and maybe this is, I, I guess you'll tell me like, it's, it's, it's possible it's it's all experiment or it's possible there's more intent but like so mm -hmm. a map to the sun it, it focuses on a group of five girls of color right it's very mm -hmm. important like that that is the focus here and they all have their independent struggles in school life just as people um the way you illustrate the book there are scenes where like there, there's one sequence in particular where luna is like bright green like she's like mm -hmm. she-hulk green mm -hmm. and i wondered if this it, it almost creates this environment of like loosening identity of like mm -hmm. uh, of just like there are like so many colors in this book like we know they're people of color that's established mm -hmm. um is this something that you you thought about like the the relevance or the important of the is or is it more just like oh that's just, that's the tone this is that's the experiment um where, where's your take on that yeah um so yeah someone else asked me about that uh i think it's i mean you can still see their skin color values when they're in a group together. So even like Luna's like pretty bright green and then Nell who has a darker skin hurt, she's like a deeper green. Yeah. Um. So it wasn't, I, yeah, I wasn't necessarily thinking about like displacing like their ethnic visual identity that much. Yeah. Um. But it is kind of an interesting um, product of how I use the color, but yeah. I didn't, I didn't necessarily intend to kind of like as, like muddy the waters of their ethnicity yeah. i tried to always keep their like skin tone um relative to like how the how the scene is lit and um in relation to each other so yeah okay okay no that's cool yeah. um there's this has been a, a surprisingly great year for basketball graphic novels mm. <laughs> with like so like dragon hoops by jean lun yang is, is yes probably like one of my absolute favorites this year uh, nice. there's old head by kyle starks there's there's a handful um as a huge fan x small forward <laughs> like <laughs> i love basketball that's been thrilling uh, nice. first like what drew you to the game um as the sport that that brings these girls together uh, when I was in middle school, I was on a co-ed basketball team <laughs> with a bunch of, uh, it was like fifth to sixth, maybe fourth to sixth graders. Yeah. Um, because there just like, wasn't enough kids <laughs> in a single yeah. age group. So they put us all together. Um, but yeah, just my own personal experience. I mean, I, I do like basketball, but I'm not like a huge, like, I don't like to watch it on TV. If I go to a game, I'm like super into it. Mm. Um, but I'm not like a hardcore NBA fan, but, <laughs> um, sure. but yeah, just, it was like when I basically when I played when I was younger, um, it was always really fun. Um, I liked 
I, I don't think I liked it at the time, but it was interesting to um, have, like basically I was forced to be friends with these kids because <laughs> yeah. I would get dropped off. Yeah. Um, and also like I want, I enjoyed playing and I wanted to play, but I wasn't that good. And there's these, a couple kids that were really good um and learning to communicate with them while playing was an interesting dynamic because they would like basically like hog the ball the whole game and like yeah. be passing it over my head or dribbling it between my legs even though they're on my team yeah <laughs> and just getting like trolled really badly by these <laughs> really good basketball <laughs> kids yeah. um in hindsight it's very funny <laughs> um but yeah well, i you had those moments in the in the book where like ren is literally stealing the ball from her own teammates yeah like that that blew my mind because like it's yeah. so absurd but it's also like it, it, within the dynamics and understanding how these girls interact it's like oh yeah i, I can see that yeah um, but it's it's like comically absurd yeah yeah there was just like little things that like that that were like entertaining for me to remember and i was like i think basketball could work and it was like a, also a good number of like people on a team. Like I thought five was like a sure. pretty solid cast. Yeah. Um, yeah. Did you have to, did you have to like watch a fair amount or research just in terms of illustrating it? Uh, because it, it's pretty fluid. It's pretty organic. Like the moves, the way people function, you know, like when they're playing the game, it, it looks like a basketball game, you know, as it should. It was that something you had to study up on or did that come pretty naturally? Oh no, yeah. I watched I watched a lot of games, did a, yeah. tons of life sketching. Um, yeah, there's something, especially with like their like the character's anatomy. I wanted to really nail down like I don't know. I don't really I feel like I don't draw the most appealing, like comic-y figures. I ha mm -hmm. I really enjoy drawing like really meaty, kind of like off-kilter bodies, like something that speaks to like the organicness of it and how you know, sometimes our one arm is longer than the other and people are just like that, you know? Um, yeah. But I did want to get that a sort of sense of movement without being just like perfectly like line of action, like where, you know, like in animation where they want like a perfect figure that flows. Um, I wanted something a little more uh, a mo like, like chunky and meaty, but yeah. like you could feel the motion, like you could feel their their sneakers hitting the ground, feel them yeah. like pivoting. That's kind of what I was going for. Yeah. Okay. That's interesting. I, I think that actually kind of mirrors like the way the games play out or just even the season where it's like, you know, I'm calling it quote unquote a sports story, but I think like if I handed this, someone said like, Hey, this is a sports comic that would confuse mm -hmm. them. Um, like I'm, I'm very happy when the girls start winning some games, but it's not really a dr not for the reason of this of the team or whatever you know like, yeah it's not a drama about oh they come together and they make state or, or these sorts of right. sports movie type things um why did why did you want to approach the sports elements this particular way um was it yeah i guess i'll just i'll leave it there like why did you want to keep it kind of it's a thing that happens and we give a lot of space to it because it's mm -hmm. it's where they all congregate um, right but definitely there's not like a, that that sort of sports movie through line it was that, right. was that a temptation you you had at any point to kind of throw that in there <laughs> yeah i mean one of the big like comic inspirations for this was takahiko inoue's slam dunk and real mm -hmm. um which are just like you know 20 volumes long basketball real basketball sports comics yeah um where like one one basketball game will take up like 500 pages <laughs> yeah, yeah. and there'll be like 20 pages of one character thinking about like how he's going to pass the ball. And like, I love that <laughs> stuff so much. Yeah. Um, 
But unfortunately, I was limited to 350-ish pages. Mm-hmm. Um, and I even went over my contracted word count. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was supposed to be shorter than that. Um, but I was like, I just need a smidgen more, uh, like 100 more pages or something. Um, but I, I definitely did want to expand more on that. But when I realized like I was either going to have to sacrifice like the sports part or their like their inner life their relationship dynamics i had to choose um so i had to kind of like you know squish kind of squish down a lot of the games into montages with like highlights of certain moves that were like and most of the highlighted parts of the games are either where they're like figuring out something between um, the players, like they're realizing like, why are they acting like this? Or they make a move that is going to be like a point of conflict later. Yeah. Um, if I had, if I had my, um, if I had my way, it would definitely be way, way longer <laughs> and feel more like a traditional um, game, but I'm happy where it ended up. Um, I think it's like kind of a, a unique balance of sports and like interpersonal drama, but, yeah. um, but yeah. So do you, do you feel like you had a lot that you kind of left on the cutting room floor or was it uh, you just sort of made those edits as you were going, knowing like, okay, I, I maybe would do that, but I know I need to get to an end point here at some, at some point. Yeah. I basically, yeah, I had to edit as I went, like I got hundred pages in and I was like, Oh no, like <laughs> I'm still drawing this basketball game. I need to stop. Like, <laughs> um, yeah, I like, and some people are asking for a sequel, and I was like, actually, that would be cool. I'm like, tell, tweet at my publisher so I can draw more basketball. Yeah, so, <laughs> so you're into that idea, like, there's that you want to come back to this world and and do that again, maybe. I mean, I didn't think about it until people started asking, and I'd be like, I was like, yeah, totally. I mean, yeah, to me, to me, when when a character ages, like that, basically makes them a whole new character to me. Mm-hmm. So drawing, like going back to these characters in a couple years, like maybe when Rena's beginning to maybe go to college, like that would be so fun for to explore. Right. Yeah. No, we do see. I think we see the scout come and express interest, but I, yeah, I yeah. Any you know official conclusion with that? Yeah. Um, yeah. It's there's there's so many elements to the team coming together that I found really kind of eye-opening like I, I think in particular the fact that so there's a, a teacher there who wants to start a women's basketball team so like there's mm-hmm. the premise here is like the team they don't have women's sports and it's it was so interesting and kind of eye-opening to me and like was a a degree of privilege i it was like a thing i was unaware of where it's like people like the the students in this kind of underprivileged community like didn't even want to be on the team you know, mm-hmm. like like just the idea of like not only don't they have a team, but it's because of disinterest in the yeah. students, even students who don't like basketball. Mm-hmm. That was kind of a fascinating like uh, way to to communicate like, you know, what is the, what is this school? What are what is the um, I don't know, like the attitudes and the perspectives of people there? And it's and obviously like you have the the male coach who's just the worst. Yeah, <laughs> like possible, but just constantly being like, you know, like we can't we can't mess around with this women's team. It's just taking money from the boys, like all these then yeah. gender dynamics that get thrown in as well. Um, was that stuff? It was that based on your own, like it kind of your own experiences going up? Um, or or is that something that you pulled from like I don't know, just research, looking around that sort of thing? Um, no, definitely personal experience. Like yeah. none of the schools I went to had. Um, any girls teams anything and then there'd be like maybe one or two boys teams like basketball or baseball or soccer yeah um and even like uh 
<laughs> that was like another thing that I found strange with like um, mainstream um, young adult narratives is like there's also a lot of like elective classes like mm. there's like home ec or like you can learn a language and I was like you guys got to do that <laughs> like we did <laughs> yeah. not have elective classes like right. I think one school I went to they had one art class um, but it was like I think it was like third grade uh, so that's kind of normal but like the other schools it was like it was pretty much a drag like there was nothing going on yeah um so yeah that that was like a dynamic that i realized i was like oh this is not normal or good <laughs> to be left out like this so maybe i'll i'll add that in yeah yeah no it's 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 again though it's like it gives perspective and i think that's important that people can yeah. see like this is okay this is this is another um way that that people would engage with this you know yeah high school high school experience um that we all like you said that sticks with us forever yes <laughs> right? you just can't shake uh i'm curious as well so jumping tax a little bit so math of the sun i think is is absolutely phenomenal it's one of my favorite graphic novels i read this year um another work that you did is prism stalker uh, which mm -hmm. i really enjoy it's a series published through image uh there's a really hard sci-fi angle to prism stalker not even an angle i mean it's, it's just hard sci-fi uh was it was it difficult for you to hop out of sci-fi mode and come into something that's so much more grounded uh with a map to the sun or did that flow pretty easily for you as like as an artist um yeah i think it was there was like a bit of a rocky beginning because yeah maps is so you know grounded in reality i couldn't take a lot of liberty with like um the environment i think was the biggest thing like like prism stalker is all about these just like crazy they look like dreamscapes you know just like it yeah doesn't really look like any sort of biome that we would know um, but I really wanted to um, kind of convey this like Southern Californian like small like town mm -hmm. which is like that's kind of the area I grew up partially um, so like hot like palm trees beach pier um, kind of like a surfing. Was, yeah surfing yeah. Um, lots of like Mexican influence. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I had to kind of buckle down on that and make sure that I was conveying that kind of vibe. Sure, um, sure. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Um, what a totally, totally off, off the off the book for the moment. What is your favorite comic of all time or a favorite? A current oh, let's see. Um, me look at the comics behind me. yeah uh, check the check the shelf i know i'm like mm. i mean i mean my favorite ever has got to be Ban battle angel alita okay yeah that's one that i always return to and it just is like rewarding on every reread to me mm -hmm. like there's so much going on with like identity what makes you know does your identity include your body does it include like your memories and if you lose your memories then do you even have an identity anymore? Are you even a person? Like those themes are so like, just so rich to me. And then couch that in like space martial arts and yeah. like, you know, like cybernetic, like uh, fighting tournaments, like that stuff is like the best to me. So yeah, I, I love Battle Angel. Great pick, great pick. What is a, <laughs> what's a comic coming out right now or a creator uh, working right now that you think more people should read? Ooh, more people should read. Um, hmm. I feel like I'm always retweeting 
like newer co- cartoonists a lot I'm trying mm-hmm. to think of names um oh i know uh there's a web comic called feast for a king by okay. a very prolific cartoonist named cosmic i don't know the real name but that's the name they go by yeah and they are incredible they've been working on this web comic for like three years i want to say and i think they're about like five thousand pages in Dang. and yeah. it is so stinking fun it's about like i don't even know it, it's like when you see someone that you know is just having like the most unfiltered fun ever mm-hmm. like that's what every page feels like like and it's also somehow cohesive even though they have like a cast of like 15 20 characters and like sometimes they'll transition from like one character's memory into another character's dream and then that character's dream um transitions into another character's like flashback and then it's like so fun and just like all over the place um it's way more coherent there's like a very interesting sci-fi plot to it um but yeah i would highly recommend that it's called feast for a king by cosmic that sounds super interesting. I'm going to have to check that out. All right. Yes. Very cool. And uh, before I let you go, is there any mm-hmm. other work on the horizon or things that you want to plug that you have coming up? Yeah. Um, it's not announced yet, but they, my new publisher tweeted out like a page. So maybe I can kind of talk about it, but I'm doing a comic with um, my friend Anna Bowles and she's drawing it and I'm writing it and it'll be for TKO's. TKO Studios. Oh, cool. Yeah. And that'll be out next year, I believe, early. Um, working on Prism Stalker 2. That should be out in May next year. Awesome. Um, and then I have like two or three unannounced books that I'm working on. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm very, very excited. I'm spreading my Funny. wings. Like everyone I everyone I talk to is like, yeah, there's like three awesome things, but I can't say a word about them. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like <laughs> waiting for the contracts to be finalized. I'm like, yeah. I don't want to jinx it. <laughs> yeah, no, totally fair. Uh, cool. No, it sounds like an exciting upcoming 2021 then for you. Um, yes. I'm looking forward to, to both those works. I think Prism Soccer 2 will, will have a lot of people super excited Yay. as well. Yeah. So no, this was <laughs> super fun. Thanks for taking the time to talk. Again, people should check out a map to the sun. It's out right now via first second. And uh, we'll be looking for, you know, the comics you have coming up here in the near future. Thanks so much for Yay. taking the time. Thank you, Dave. Yeah.